Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Rass and Randy Griggs. <laughs> and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of A Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and Lot B minus, Randy, still B minus out here in... Uh, and very comfortable this evening. Comfortable California. I got my dojo hoodie going. This has kind of become like my unofficial uniform for the show. A little dojo hoodie. Randy's over there in a t-shirt. And I can neither confirm nor deny whether he is wearing pants. Randy, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling fantastic because I'm never wearing pants on this show. Let's just let's just peel back the curtain. Let's not uh, peel it back that <laughs> Let's just keep <laughs> leave some to the imagination. I just realized though, I, I've already messed up. Uh, the start of the show because I only have one drink in front of me, so I'm at least one to two drinks shy of a of a full slate over here. But other than uh, that mishap on planning, uh, I'm doing really well. I think we'll uh, we'll be able to uh, buy you some time to uh, refill your coffers, if you will. I, I'd appreciate that, Jordan. Yeah. We will uh, <laughs> we will make that happen. We've got uh, so we're season three, episode two. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I was listening to. I try to listen to the podcasts uh, because I know we, we, we do. It's a video medium. We we're, we kind of cater to the video audience. And, and I, want to, I want to do a better job of including our, our listeners, our, our podcast listeners uh, that are out there in droves. Thank you for downloading. We appreciate it. And all those five-star reviews uh, are great. We appreciate that as well. Uh, but if you're watching live, I haven't asked you to do this in a while. Go ahead and hit that share button. Let everybody in your friend group know exactly how weird you are that you are watching this show right now we will uh not let you down uh we appreciate that <clears throat> but i was listening to the uh the podcast on my way into work this morning and I, I really enjoy jordan singing on the podcast of course you do i mean it is it is just sublime and jordan sings in the podcast eric wasn't here last week he's back this week Everybody is uh, fresh and rejuvenated at the dojo dugout. How's everything going, Black Day Boys? I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. What? What? We've been putting up with this for the last half hour. And so if I just rip off the headphones and just walk out, leave. Yeah. That, that'll explain, explain why. But no, everything's great. I'm psyched to be back. Uh, I tried to catch as much of last week's show as humanly possible i actually watched most all of you guys co uh guest hosting smoke night live you did a phenomenal job phenomenal thank it was you. a phenomenal thank you. Job. that was a lot of fun. yeah phenomenal, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> phenomenal. We, and with uh having miguel as the guest makes it easy yeah he's a great guest no doubt so anyways i'm glad to be back jordan how are you i'm also here 
killing it. And from the looks of it, guys, the early comments that are coming in, everyone is not liking the drink. And I think they've <laughs> never had Campari before. Mm. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, Campari is a very uh, specific... Well, there, there's actually a whole uh, uh, a whole subset of liqueurs that uh, Campari falls into. And we will uh, get into that. It is, you know, the first time I had... It's, if you've had a Negroni, the Boulevardier is very similar. It's just made with rye as opposed to uh, gin. I'm not a big Negroni guy. Uh, but the Boulevardier uh, oh. tickles tickles me, as I say, uh, where I like to be tickled, and it is quite quite tasty. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious to see how this pairing is going to uh, evolve over the next hour, and uh, and we'll get into that uh, as we go. But it's disappointing to hear that uh, folks aren't really interested. But Randy, let's uh, let's let everybody know what we're smoking. Uh, we are smoking the Arlequin. Is that how we decided we're going to say it? Going with Arlequin. Arlequin. Ar- so you said Arlequin, and I'm saying Arlequin. Yeah, it's uh, it's an Italian word. No, it's a Spanish from... word, actually. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. good, good good luck with with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've, but, I've but, done yeah. heavy research on this. <laughs> heavy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're going with Arlequin. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going with Arlequin because it's it's fun to say. So that's what I'm going with. Uh, ultimately, I think we can all agree that the band is really, really sweet. I oh. dig it. It's, it's, it kind of has that, uh, Fratello, correct me if I'm wrong, Fratello does the angled band almost exclusively, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. And this, this kind of digs into that, uh, and I, I really like the color combo of that kind of, uh, what do you call that, periwinkle blue, white, red, and like a navy blue. Very, very cool. Whoa, and it's just got pulling the, periwinkle out. Like I'm going, I'm going periwinkle on that. What do you think? Didn't even have to barely think about it. You just knew. Maybe, maybe like we can, go, we can call it a Tar Heel blue, but I don't know if that gets people upset that don't like North Carolina. I don't know. Just trying to, I'm trying to appease the masses here. So I figured periwinkle was the best we could go with. By, like by the way, the box is is super sexy as well, Jordan. Get a get a look at this. Ooh. It's like a flat. Oh, I love uh, the flat finish. It's like a flat finish. Yeah. And the uh, the opening is like off to the side, which is a little different than your typical uh, box. Very cool. Got the felt bottom. Very nice. stylistic touches. Very nice. Definitely presentation. the best looking Fratello to date. I am O. I am H O. And we um, and we just posted a review. Was that today? Yesterday. Or yesterday. 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 So there's a brand new review up on CigarDojo.com. Was that uh, Hall of Famer Kevin Acuff that did that review? It was I. Oh, it was you? Twas I. Well, then never, never mind. You can pass on it. But um, <laughs> no, actually, Jordan writes some of the best reviews on uh, the entire site. I give him a hard time, but uh, it's, it's because he's a kid. Like you know, he's just a kid, but he knows his stuff. It's like I don't deserve it. But here <laughs> yeah, I am. You haven't earned it. Killing yet. it. You gotta earn it. You don't. You don't have any any battle wounds or anything. No scars or anything. You don't even have any gray hairs yet. Come you on, don't know me. You don't know my struggles. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so we got the review posted up on CigarDojo.com. Check that out if you haven't smoked it yet. This is my first time smoking it. We are about, uh, I don't know, maybe a quarter inch in at this point. Uh, I usually like to start. Randy, we usually get started a little bit before the show, but I, I, I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that. At least I have. Yeah. Th- this week, like two weeks ago, I ended up uh, coming sprinting in at the last minute just in time for the show. So I get home, I eat my dinner, and then I realize, oh, I didn't even look to see what's in this dang drink. 
and I get to the line item Campari. Well, why would I have any of that stuff? So I had to actually leave, <laughs> run to the store, get it the last second. I barely made it in time to even be on the show. So, um, so no, I'm I'm just now getting started uh, on my cigar as well. Did you, so did you get the Campari? Did we? Did we? Uh... Unfortunately, I did. Okay. So <laughs> oh, Randy's joining that camp. Yeah, but it's, I'm telling you, it, it is it's it is jarring. A very, but that it's, that's it's, it uh, 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 you know this bitterness that kind of like an Avo cigar, like they have this refreshing bitterness to to as balance. Um, in my opinion, adds a ton of complexity. Well, Campari is really interesting. The, the the cocktail that we're drinking tonight, and we'll we'll jump into the cocktail, and then um, <clears throat> we can get into a bit more of the details on the cigar. Uh, the cocktail this evening is a Boulevardier, and uh, Jordan, I know this is one of your favorites. It's a personal favorite of mine as well. Uh, as I said, it's very very similar to the Negroni. Uh, Negroni um, is a very has become very popular over the last few years. Uh, one of those, uh, the new hipster cocktails. Is that is, is it hipsters that are into that, or is it like soccer moms that are into it? I'm not sure which one. Both. I did, they kind of drive what's popular. It's like, you know, like the like the moms do it, and then the, like the hipsters do it, and that that makes everybody do well, it. Well, because so, it's ironic once the hipsters do it, because the moms <clears throat> word. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's inappropriate or not, but I, I have great respect for both groups. Um, let's move on. Uh, the, so the, the Boulevardier is, uh, it's been around for a while, actually. It is, depending on what you guys did, I went with rye in mine. You can go rye or bourbon. Uh, with a lot of these classic, uh, bourbon cocktails, rye was much more popular, uh, when these cocktails were originated in the early 1900s. So most of them are really based on rye, like a, uh, old fashioned is supposed to be rye. Manhattan is rye, that kind of thing. Because rye was just more popular back then. Maybe it was more uh, uh, available. I don't know. But uh, I went with rye, uh, sweet vermouth, and Campari. Campari is the issue that we've been talking about. We'll get into that in a second. So the breakdown that I went with, and I've seen different iterations, but they're all pretty much the same. Uh, one and a half parts bourbon, one part sweet vermouth. And we've talked about vermouth before. Uh, one part Campari. Uh, so this is one. This is not a... Uh, this is not a... Um, Highball, like we talked about last week, where there is that component of non-alcoholic, uh, a large non-alcoholic component like club soda or something to that effect. This is just straight booze, 100. Um, percent This is you goes in the uh, rocks glass, like I've got here. Uh, mine looks a bit more full because I've got one of those gigantic, uh, round ice cubes that uh, seem to be the only ice cubes we have, actually, which I'm kind of fine with. Um, I don't know what the big deal is. Jordan, do you know what it is about a, a round ice cube that uh, is supposed to be better? Well, you, I don't think it has to be round. At this, the, well, I guess round would be the best version, but the giant ice cube is supposed to distribute the coldness more properly, uh, more surface area. And melt, and melt slower, I think. I was going to say and melt slower, slower, yeah. Yeah, so that's, it waters down your drink uh, a, a little less quickly, right. which is a good thing. Um, and something. technically, it's actually less surface area to volume ratio uh, than, a, than a smaller cube. So the, the larger size, mm. the, it, again, it, it just dilutes it at a slower rate, right, right. cools it just as quickly. Science. It, oh, because it, it's, it's like a bigger, uh, it's got like a bigger force field. Yeah. Around yeah. it than like, than like the small little, like, like you could attack a bunch of little small ships, but you get the big ship with the, you know what I mean? It can withstand more of a beating. 
It's like the Death Star. Turn, I was just saying, yeah. he turns everything into a Star Wars reference somehow. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't go Death Star. It's actually, like uh, a, it's like a, c- a cigar. The smaller the ring gauge, the, ring the more gauge. of the yeah. of the wrapper you're getting. Sure. Okay. We've we've exhausted this. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, so as I said, one and a half parts. Uh, I went with rye. Did you go? What did you guys go with? Rye or bourbon? We did bourbon. Uh, and we also, uh, we've had some experience with this drink. So we, uh, my recipe is one and a half parts uh, bourbon to the three-quarter part Campari, three-quarter part sweet vermouth. And I even upped the bourbon to two parts. Mm. So we got two parts bourbon, three-quarter, three-quarter. And those are really good-looking glasses you got there, Eric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how would I get my hands on one of those? You can't. Suckers! I'm just the, I'm the guy outside the it's window com- in the coming rain. soon. I sent you some. Randy took them. Randy, dang it! Rumor, rumor has it. Thing, here's here's what I told Robin. I'll tell you, I, Eric, we, the we same way I told you. I'm just making a joke. You, you clearly explained to me that you were sending a box for both Rob and I, uh, but then all I could find was four rocks glasses in the box. So yeah, where I am I? <laughs> That his just didn't come. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much the way. You dug. You dug. But but thanks for asking, Rob. I also am drinking bourbon. I did. Uh, that. I I went with the uh, I went with the Eagle Rare. I went with oh. a one and a half to one to one uh, ratio myself. Uh, but Eagle I I harder to find. Uh, well, I spilt a lot of the bourbon, so I might be actually a little closer to um, to two to one to one. Because uh, when I say I spilt it, I spilt into it into the, the glass. glass. Yeah, well, that's the place, place. You should have spilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not spillage. That's uh, you enhanced your cocktail a bit. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with enhancement. Um, <clears throat> male enhancement. Um, hey. So hey, oh, the okay, Boulevardier. Let's get back on track. So the the interesting thing about this cocktail is the, the bitterness. And that mainly comes from Campari. Now, Campari is an Italian liqueur. Uh, it's an aperitif. Um, there's aperitif is like a uh, is a before dinner. An aperitif is it's a, uh, like is a, a before. Yes. Yeah, you have that before. A, a kind of stimulates your would be digestive. Yeah. Randy's brain is just hooked up to the internet. You can you can see he's just like looking in his head right now, figuring out the answer. <laughs> You, you can almost hear it. <laughs> uh, but no, he's, he is a wealth of knowledge. Um, I'm pulling most of my knowledge here from the internet, and I'm actually reading it to you. Uh, so Campari checks in, and I should have looked at the bottle that we have. Uh, it checks in anywhere from 20.5 to 28.5 ABV, depending on the country it's sold in, which I thought was kind of an interesting little tidbit. Um, it's basically, it's, it's, uh, it's an infusion of herbs and fruit and the fruit are including the chinoto and cassacria. I don't know what those are. Um, and it's alcohol and water. <clears throat> and it's considered a bitter, which if you taste it, obviously you'd understand that it is a bitter. Uh, a bitter, or bitters, not the bitters that you would shake into a glass, but like an actual liqueur that's bitters. Uh, it's traditionally an alcoholic uh, uh, liqueur that's it's prepared with botanical matter. We talked about botanicals a lot, and it's characterized as a bitter or a bitter sweet. Um, and many of the brands, and we, this, we talked about this a bit. What was the episode? I think this was this last episode when we were talking about like botanicals, and we talked about matcha, how it has like 
green tea has all these like uh, healing elements to it. Uh, these these bitters, a lot of these bitters, I, the digestives, digestives, and the aperitifs, they they have kind of a they started basically in the same way, where they were developed more as medicines than as uh, something that you would drink to enjoy. Um, now, apparently, some folks. Boy, I should have cleaned up behind me before I started this show. Look at that. Um, <clears throat> some folks will say that this still tastes like medicine. It is. It it's funny because it's bright red, and you can. I don't know if you can see the redness of the cocktail in here. It's about as red as my hat. It looks like it's going to be really, really sweet, cherry flavored. It's like this the color of like a uh, of a cherry uh, Jolly Rancher, but when you taste it, it is bitter, bitter, bitter. There's a little bit of sweetness in there. There's a little bit of fruit character. Uh, from those two fruits that I didn't understand what they were. But um, for the most part, it kind of tastes like it's like a mildly sweet, but just super, super bitter and earthy. Um, and that's where that component comes from in this cocktail. Randy, you're kind of over there shaking your head. What is it? You want to disagree with me? No, 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 not at all. I, I, I What I was thinking was uh, it kind of reminds me of Mad Dog 2020 a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's. that's that's definitely I, more bitter, but but you definitely get that uh, you get the the mouthfeel of of the sweetness. There's definitely kind of that 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 uh, viscous. viscous. Yeah. 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 It has a viscous mouthfeel, which leads me to believe that there is a fair amount of sugar in it, mm -hmm. but it doesn't to me taste very. The bitter uh, aspect of it really overpowers everything, but there is a, a, vis, a viscosity to mm -hmm. it, Randy, that uh, I would agree with, and it does kind of settle on the tongue a little bit. Now, so I'll tell you at home, if you weren't able to find Campari, but you do have Mad Dog 2020, you could probably just take like three parts Mad Dog and one part Bitters and basically make Campari. How much experience yeah. with Mad Dog do you have? <laughs> yeah. Isn't Mad it's Dog pretty much just, it's it's a lot more sweet though, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's syrup. It's, it's yeah, alcoholic yeah. syrup. From my recollection, it's been a long, long time since I've tasted it. But by uh, long, long, long time, he means three weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Randy, Randy was laying in a gutter in Oakland with a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 just poured out over his jeans. <laughs> yeah, that, that was right after the uh, the second wild card between seasons two and three, right? <laughs> Chugging that PBR. Um, so just a, it's just a tiny tidbit on the origin of bitters. Uh, these bitter liqueurs, the origins go all the way back to the ancient Egyptians, and they infused uh, medicinal herbs in jars of wine. I just think that's really cool. When mm -hmm. you think of the, the components that we use uh, in the cocktail that we're making today in 2021, and we're talking to you over the internet and you're watching us live, it was, the whole concept was kind of originated back with the ancient Egyptians. I just think that's pretty cool. Uh, we've come a long way, but some things just never change. Um, so that's that's the cocktail that we're going with. Uh, I, this was my choice. The, the bitter aspect, not the bitter, the earthy aspect of uh, this pairing really is, I think it really comes from both sides. I, I did a little bit of research on, um, on this particular cigar, and it does have a pretty strong earthy component from everything that I've read, uh, but this is the first time that I've smoked it. Uh, the, the cocktail itself is, is very earthy, in my personal opinion. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the pairing goes as we move forward. Randy, you want to tell us a little bit about the Arlequin? Uh, sure. So let, let, let's start out by, by just getting out of the way. Uh, what the heck the word means, uh, since Jordan and I are already disagreeing. So I, I, I have to, um, I have to apologize. I, I was mistaken. It's not Italian, 
but from what I can tell, it's actually French, pal. So I don't know where you got Spanish, but you're welcome to cite your sources. Um, everything yeah. that every time you type in Arlequin into into Google, it takes you to to Harlequin, um, which is a French word. It is uh, was popularized where I where I got Italy from. Jordan actually is that uh, uh, the character itself was popularized in uh, pantomime Italian theater. In the 1600, late 15, early 1600s, uh, and it's that classic character, almost looks just jesterish, um, but but without the the funny hat. So it's it's the uh, the tile, multicolored tights with the black mask. It's um, the word in French actually translates to to devil or playfulness uh, or playful devil, and. Um, and the character in the pantomime theater was always uh, like that of, of a playful, mischievous uh, person who often would thwart his master's own uh, wishes in search of his own love desire. So he's always chasing the girl and messing up all the plans that the master gave him. And so that's kind of where the character came from. And it wasn't until I knew that that I realized that because I'm a big fan of Harley uh, Batman Quinn. and Harley Quinn – I didn't realize that that's a direct uh, correlation. Uh, that character was named after a Harlequin. Uh, but she. What, had, what did you think that the character was named after? I had never heard the name Harlequin until this cigar came out, Rob. You just figured that she was just named after herself? Harley, it's, Harley it's just a cute Quinn. name. That's what I figured. Yeah, like oh, like you just, just you just knew your Italian, uh, ancient Italian plays <laughs> so well that you were like, oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, is Jordan, is that the one that in in Midsummer Night's Dream that runs around in the forest? And it is actually. That's that's a good is call. Really? I, yeah, I, I'm I'm just trying to make you feel good about yourself. Oh, but, 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 <laughs> and also like a dogs like my Great Dane with the cow like pattern. He's a Harlequin Great Dane. I don't. He doesn't have like jester like shapes on him. I don't know. I don't know where that how that comes into play. That's his his uh, his color mix is Harlequin. When you see a Great Dane that looks like a cow, that's a Harlequin, Great Dane. Interesting. Looks like okay. good pizza there. <laughs> get some get some pizza action going here. Um, hey, he's away for a week and just figures he can do whatever he wants. Like what's that about? <laughs> he's like, well, I'm not producing their show. Let's enjoy some pizza. I'm uh, no, super no, hungry. Super hungry. You, you get down, Eric. Yeah, thank you. You're right ahead. So, um, so that's what, what, what I could find on the name. Again, I welcome you, uh, Jordan, to, to bring in uh, the Spanish origin. Well, uh, it's it, yeah, like it's it's Italian, and then like there, you know, there's a French adoption of the play, but then yep. the Arlequin, Arlequin, translation is a Spanish word of meaning Harlequin, and that ties into Fratello's theme, which is Omar tries to tie in. Italian and Spanish, he's Dominican elements into every cigar he makes. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, the cigar itself, uh, it was a uh, was a finalist. It was a cigar of the year um, top ten selection for a cigar dojo. And so we were really excited to to try this out. Um, to Rob's point, there is a lot of earthy components in the cigar. I get a lot of earth and, and pepper. Uh, some leather, some wood. But uh, but the cigar itself was um, was tested out with industry folks in uh, 2019, where uh, where 
Um, Fratello decided to send out some cigars, get some feedback, get a sample set. They came back with, with this as their American release for 2020. It comes in three sizes. Uh, we have here uh, in our hands. Got the Toro, yeah? It feels like the Toro, but it doesn't say anything about that being uh, box pressed. The two Prensados. Well, you got, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. so the, the, four pack, the four pack that came out in 2019 was a round Toro. Um, this year they came out with a regular production. They're both box pressed. Uh, you got a Robusto and a Toro. No longer can you get the original in the four pack. That's just for the four pack. Now it's just a box pressed Toro and a box pressed Robusto. Well, thank you for that, because I wasn't totally clear based on what I'm reading here. Um, it must have been Jordan's review. Yeah, It exactly. surely wasn't, because you would you would know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the blend itself is a Mexican San Andreas wrapper with an Ecuadorian Habano binder and fillers from Peru and Nicaragua. Uh, and so I, I know just because of Peru, uh, I think it's Eric that always says that um, that kind of banana character that we sometimes find in cigars. Eric has this, uh, I, I think, unofficial uh, assumption that Peruvian tobacco is uh, what kind of gives that uh, that banana. And it's funny because to me, I, I get some banana, but it's more like banana chips, almost like a toasted banana. And, and I think uh, when you guys were smoking this on Smoke Night Live or talking about it on Smoke Night Live, uh, Scott Brayband uh, infer, not, didn't infer. He actually said that he thought of uh, Runt's candies, um, but I, I'd, oh, go more, I'd go more. I'd go more banana. Yeah, it's a little sweet. You go more like a, a plantain chip. Yeah, like a plantain chip, exactly. Mm. But the, the um, long ones, not the little rounds, like the longer slices. Oh yeah, I know which it one he's talking. Different. Wow, but very but specific. Is a, Indeed, yeah. it is. <laughs> I like uh, it. But this is gorgeous construction. It is a. Uh, it's a, a flawless, very attractive, like milk chocolate uh, wrapper for that San Andreas. I love the box press. It's it's a, kind of a heavy press. You know, you get all four sides. You know, so so often you get the kind of two sided pancake with the rounds, which I like that too. But this has that that full like corners on it, um, and and that's what I have to say about the Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta work. We gotta work on your transitions, buddy. Uh, I know, I know. I was late to the show. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up here. That's all right. It's all right. No, I, 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 I dig everything that you were saying. The, the box press on this is really nice. It's, I mean, it's not. I don't know if you can see it. it doesn't really translate on the camera, but it, you definitely get the press. But it's not like super angular where it's uncomfortable to smoke. Yep. That's when, when you like. I don't it's know, like I one of those LFDs press. that comes like in the, in the press still. You know, yeah, well, it's, it's like, still it's in there. Too, it's too boxy, right. like a Volvo. Oh, like Volvo's, Volvo's used to be. No, yeah, this has a, like a safe. rounded uh, trunk press kind of a feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got kind of a, I wouldn't call it a soft press because the, the, it's, it's very specific in the press. But, excuse me, the, the head of the cigar is still very comfortable. It's not like I'm, I'm you know, smoking in a small, like a, a one-by-one piece of wood or something. Um <clears throat> I don't get that banana flavor. There, there is there is a little bit of a of kind of a banana note. There's a this is a very earthy cigar. Now this is a perfect cigar to say we're talking about the earthy side of uh, of the flavor and how 
every cigar is going to have an earthy component. We talked about this last week. Uh, but this is the earth is is leading the charge here. I mean, that's what's really pulling the uh, the wagon or whatever cliche you want to use. There's a, there's a unique bitterness to this cigar too that kind of hits the sides of my tongue and really makes me like you salivate a lot, which I think is a really good thing. I'd, I'd much rather have that than something that dries out my palate. I don't want that. Definitely. But this really does kind of hit the the, the back and sides of the tongue and really stimulates. Uh, a lot of uh, saliva for me, uh, at least you know within the first inch and a half or so. This is a very enjoyable cigar. I really dig the look. I I, I like Fratello as a company a lot. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I haven't smoked a ton of their stuff. I mean, the the most recent stuff that uh, that I've seen come out was more of their bundle style. So it's it's nice to see uh, this that is more. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's not not really a bundle style cigar. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the price point on this? Like twelve to fourteen. Mm. And, uh, it's like a nine to t- nine to ten fifty. Okay, so it's 10.50, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, I think it smokes ahead of its uh, ahead. Of, it, it punches ahead of its class, if you right. will. Uh, it's it smokes better than I mean, not to say that a ten dollars cigar is cheap, but you it it has that vibe and the look and the feel of something that's a bit more expensive. Well, I'll tell you, Rob. <laughs> as we continue through the odyssey of the earthy flavor component. I'm reminded of the excellent earthy flavor of the Nika Rustica from Drew Estate. And speaking of Drew Estate, tonight's episode of Smoke Night... Na- oh, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? I did the show one time. One time. Uh, tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate. Uh, every episode in 2020 will be brought to you by Drew Estate, and they are the brand of the year recipient for the Cigar Dojo Cigar of the Year. Uh, That was a rough start, (laughs) I won't lie. Uh, Everything from the brown label to the Undercrown Shady 20, the newest collaboration project, Undercrown Sun Grown Dogma, all the way to the number one limited cigar of the year, Year of the Rat, you will know that you always get something wonderful and a great experience from Drew Estate. You can find Drew Estate cigars anywhere cigars are sold. DrewEstate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and experience the rebirth of cigars. One such Drew Estate retailer is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars that we smoke here on Flavor Odyssey. And that is Smoke In. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at SmokeIn.com. Try out their brand-new Connoisseurs Club and have a pack of cigars curated and delivered to your front door today. Go to SmokeIn.com. I got to tell you guys, I, I can't believe. That was the rockiest, roughest read ever. But I am really excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I give it a five out of ten. Uh, That's fine. One, I, one of the guys, Sean Fuller, mentioned that you said twenty twenty. Did you say twenty twenty? It's possible. <laughs> I, I, can, can I ask a question? I made like seventeen errors during that read. I, 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 Randy, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I don't want to do it, and I could never do it, so I appreciate you. Well, thanks. Great point. <laughs> I have a question, though, yeah, about no. this Connoisseur's Club. Yes. At, at, at Smoke Inn. It, you say it's curated. Yeah. How does that work? 
So, so get this. There, it's it's a blind, it's a blind, and I'm still learning. Eric and Jordan might actually be able to speak to it better, and we can give a little plug because they're doing a dojo takeover on the uh, whereby lounge coming up, I believe on on Monday. Is that correct, Jordan? No kidding. I, I thought you would answer that because I don't know. Okay, well, uh, I'm eating we pizza. Have, yeah, yeah. We'll get back to when it is, but but there's we're a, doing a show. Table. Talk about what it is. Do you have to eat a pizza <clears throat> during the show? Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is so checked out. Like he he goes He's on vacation, back gets, vacation, gets a little bit of a tan. I mean, he looks looks healthy. The Connoisseur yeah. Club is super mm. cool because they've got each month. You know, you get five cigars in the mail. You don't know what they are. Nobody knows what they are. They've they've worked with uh, you know some of the more high profile blenders out there, and they've got these things with when you when they arrive you've got a, like a sheet with a QR code. So you smoke the cigar, you jot down your notes, and you scan the QR code. It prompts you with these questions like uh, you know like what did you think about the cigar? Was it this? Was it that? And then you, so you answer your questions, and then it takes you into a like a, a video from the actual guy that blended the cigar telling you about what you just smoked. So the cigars are unbanded? Unbanded. They're un they're not regular production cigars. That's so cool. I had no Super idea. Cool. I'm really glad I asked about this. I need to do this. Oh yeah. And, and it's and it's so I could just go to I just go to the website and sign up. I, I know this sounds this well, totally sounds yeah, like a bit. You, yeah, that's how you do it. But I think there's only five hundred guys at a time that can be allowed in this thing. So like you can get on. So I, I don't know if there's 500 guys on there right now or not, but you get on the waiting list, and then when a guy eventually, you know, if he get if he gets out, then then the next guy comes in, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. But I'll tell you, if you get in, I, I I learned from personal experience. I'm pretty bummed about it because <laughs> I signed up for Smoking Cigar of the Month Club right away. I had too many Cigar of the Month Month Clubs coming. I wasn't even getting a chance to open them before the next one was showing up, and so I just went. I got mad at, at all these things, and I went and I just, like, uh, I, do, I canceled all my subscriptions blindly. And then figured, well, I'll just come back to my favorite ones, which, which Smokin' actually was. And then, so I signed back up, but because I had a lapse, I ended up finding out later Eric got a coin for being a member from the beginning without interruption, and I, I messed up because no! of like a two-month gap that I that I created. You idiot. So if you're part of the Connoisseur <laughs> Club, I know for a fact Abe focuses a lot on uh, consumer engagement and loyalty type stuff, and you're not going to want to leave that club. And this sounds like a really fun thing. They're doing, mm-hmm. a, they're doing a, I believe, a weekly... Uh, tasting where where you can go onto the lounge there with smoking and uh, everyone smokes a cigar together and they kind of talk about it together and, uh, and so you can kind of do it as a, a social club type situation so uh, if there are spots left I would recommend getting one and don't ever cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be don't do the thing that I did. Don't do the thing that I did. Do, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, that was a terrible. Don't thing. be Randy. <laughs> that's uh, that's Randy. You're gonna use that when when Andre's big enough. Do as I say, not as I do. Uh, I mean, highly likely. Yeah, I, I I'd like to, I'd like to like have a little more explanation of like here's why Dad's allowed to do things that Andre's not. That's, that's okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get his buy-in. 
uh, on that uh, it's not for him. Uh, you know, Dad does some crazy things that uh, I wouldn't advise. That's all. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, true story. If he, if he needs, uh, you know, if he needs references to send yeah. me. Yeah, you shouldn't have bought BlackBerry on Monday. That was stupid. Yeah, that's, that's that's just a saying. bad idea. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you held on to GameStop just too long. Uh, <laughs> I don't, why are we talking about this? Uh, anyway, back, so let's, get let's back go to back. Earthy pairing. Yeah, it is. It, we will. And I, I'm glad that I asked about that Connoisseurs Club because you've been mentioning it for a couple weeks now, and I've and I've been meaning to ask about it. And while I was listening to the podcast on my way into work this morning, it popped into my head that I wasn't even sure what this Connoisseurs Club is. You say it's curated. I'm like, what does that mean? So I'm glad that we asked. That's really really interesting. Um, okay, so let's get back into this pairing a little bit. So this cigar for me, definitely earthy, earth, earth, earth. There's uh, like a a damp. Uh, wood character to it. There is some, <clears throat> there's not a lot of pepper. I get a little bit of black pepper, more like a peppercorn. If like, not, not like a, like if you were to pop a peppercorn in your mouth, not really chew it, but then spit it out. You know, like you get that flavor, but it's, it's not really, it doesn't really come to fruition. Like if you were to pour like grind pepper onto your salad or whatever, I don't know. Uh, so like a peppercorn kind of note. There's definitely, if there's a bit of a fruity aspect to it, I don't know if it's banana or, or what it is. Maybe, I mean, I'm getting kind of a, a stewed cherry thing, uh, but I'm wondering if that's coming more from the cocktail than from the, uh, from the cigar itself. But there's definitely a, a bitterness in the cigar that I find super, super pleasant. It's, it, it's, it really does activate uh, the saliva in the mouth. I'm, I'm, I'm digging it a lot. It's very complex. I, I wish I would have smoked this without the cocktail because this, this cocktail has some strong flavors and it, it might be uh, imparting um, onto it a bit. But I'm really, really digging it. Medium strength, um, medium body, uh, maybe medium plus on the body, uh, medium plus on the flavor, I guess. Uh, but it's, it's not overpowering uh, from a nicotine standpoint, uh, but very, very tasty. Randy, what's your, your experience like? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's very – I'm – I'm picking up more pepper than um, if someone rolled a peppercorn down the street outside my house <laughs> uh, or, or whatever your, your analogy was. Um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely getting a, a nice um, uh, black pepper bite in the retro hail. It's, it's, um, I agree. It's, it's that wood moist earth, um, uh, you, you know, um, earthy character you definitely get some sweet i wouldn't say chocolatey notes but but yeah i i see where you're where you're saying bitterness almost like a um to me it's not quite chocolatey but but it's a it's a bitter component like a roasted uh roasted wood like almost the inside of a of a uh a fresh barrel um yeah i can see that yeah yeah i I, yeah i agree i'm digging it a lot i the cocktail it's interesting because I was not a fan at all on the first couple. Now, of as it's watering down, uh, uh, no, not just the watering down. I, I think I think my palate's been desensitized a little bit to that bitterness. It's heavy. It's distracting from the from the cigar quite a bit. Um, that that uh, bitterness in the cocktail, and I feel like it takes a couple draws of the cigar to really fully get that flavor back from the cigar. Like I'd miss all the flavor from the cigar in just one draw after a, a swig of the, the cocktail myself. Um, so I think the cocktails um, still 
overly assertively bitter. I'm I'm kind of surprised that both you and Jordan are such big fans of this, but it has uh, it has gotten better as as we've gone. I I still don't know that this is something that I would normally uh, want to pair with a cigar in general, but uh, that's what I think of the cigar. <laughs> There's there's a, a definite, and I wanted to mention this, and I, I was uh, <clears throat> remiss, I, I left it out. There's a definite minerality in the cigar as well. Right? I mean, at the front of the smoke, there's a, a definite mineral, uh, and like we talked about last week, like uh, <clears throat> you talked about, like getting a mouthful of dirt, like uh, either on purpose or accidentally, <laughs> which. But um, <laughs> it's uh, there's definite there's a definite earthy minerality here. And to say that we're talking about earthiness and the fact that we uh, chose the cigar, um, <clears throat> for me, kind of blindly, just based on what I read, uh, uh, you know, on the interwebs, I, I think this is a, 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 a perfect example of what we're talking about when we say the driving force behind, uh, you know, the flavor uh, train or whatever. What do we call it? Flavor, flavor, flavor train, flavor town, the driving force behind that is uh is earthiness and this this cigar is has got it in in, in spades um the, the, the that minerality though i mean is kind of nice and the black pepper it's it's clean it's very clean on the retrohale and maybe that's what i meant it's not it's not it's not super peppery but you get that flavor and it, it just kind of cleans everything out it's uh it's I don't know, almost almost like a palate refresher, which is kind of interesting to think of uh, pepper as being such a thing. But um, yeah, cigar is very very enjoyable. The cocktail, I really like uh, a, a Negroni. I really like um, the Boulevardier. It's I will admit it's an acquired taste. Um, <clears throat> I've had it, these with uh, mezcal as the as the the uh, spirit, and that is. Uh, that's a ride on the Whoa. earthy flavor train big time. Take all this earthiness and add smoky to it and a little bit of that. There's, I don't really drink a lot of tequila. Um, and mezcal is basically just smoked tequila. I don't really know the process, but that's what it tastes like. Um, and I think it's made from agave. It's the same base spirit, right? Randy, do you know that? I believe so. It's, slight, it's slightly more... Uh, it's slightly I mean, different than that, but close it, enough. Yeah, I mean, close enough. I mean, it's fair enough, but it's, yeah, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but it's, um, add that smoky component and then you're just on for, you're on a ride uh, with this with this drink. I don't know if it's the best, I mean, we're kind of getting into that already. I think uh, the, the the cocktail itself is a bit overpowering. Yeah, Agreed. So I, I, but I don't know, like, well, I mean, we may as we're, we're here. We, let's just jump into the, the, the pairing, uh, or kind of final thoughts on the pairing, I guess mm -hmm. the, the flavor hook, uh, for me is definitely that earthy vibe. Um, there's a, a little bit of, uh, incongruencies on this, on each side where you're, I get the, the kind of chocolatey sweetness. It's a more like a bittersweet chocolate, I guess, like a baking chocolate or something. Um, from the cigar, I mean, and it's it doesn't really jibe too well with uh, the kind of sweeter, fruity side of the cocktail. I mean, there's a little bit of that stewed cherry that goes well with chocolate. I think if this was more of a, a an upfront like dark chocolate with a little bit more sweetness, that might work a little better. Uh, but this that that aspect of things doesn't really work for me. Uh, so the, the flavor hook is really just earth, 
but it's not much beyond that. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, you know, and it's, it's funny and we're going to talk more about it this season than I think we have in the past. And, um, as, as we're really going to focus on, um, on contrasting versus complementary pairings. And so this is definitely, you know, when we, when you talk about, uh, contrasting flavors, you're talking about opposing flavors that, uh, kind of highlight each other. They work with each other, even though they're in opposition, uh, I'm not getting that at all here. These just don't work together in, in a way of, of the intensity. Like you said, that, that, that beverage is very, very intensely flavored. Um, I almost have to rinse my mouth out before I can even taste the cigar again. So I, I'm really not finding um, anything that is melding. And do they both have earthy qualities? Sure. But they're not meeting on my palate. You know, they're, 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 I, I'm, I'm not finding this synergy between them on my palate at all. Um, the cigar is fantastic. I could see myself, I guess, maybe drinking this cocktail again. And now I'm going to have to because I went and bought a $25 bottle of Campari at your request. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, but, it, but it's very intense. You, you know, it's going to be hard to find a good pairing, I think, for, uh, for this beverage just because of the intensity in general. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would agree. Um, <clears throat> I just we just finished our bottle of Campari, so if you don't want that one, I'll I'll take it off your hands. Uh, Thirty-five bucks, perfect. <laughs> oh. um, or he doesn't have to at all, and you just, <laughs> I just, just, was just, funny just trying to be a, just trying to be a good neighbor. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know it's 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 interesting, and I I, I knew right off the bat that you weren't going to like this drink because you've never had it before, and whenever I talk about Aperol, you always make fun of me like it's oh that's your frou frou drink. Right. Aperol tastes pretty similar to Campari, <clears throat> but it's it's more of a, it's got more of an orange base, so it is a bit sweeter. It is a bit more fruity, um, but uh, uh, you can um, you can get an idea of what uh, an Aperol spritz tastes like. It is um, it's it's definitely different than what you might anticipate. Uh, just like Campari, it's bright red. It doesn't taste at all. Uh, it doesn't taste at all like the way it looks. <clears throat> Personally, I love this cocktail. Absolutely love it. I have these uh, not super often, but I have to be in the mood for it, of course. Um, but it is one of those things where you have, you know, just one or two, and you're good to go. Um, I do. They do get a little bit better. Uh, a lot of these drinks where you're, it's just, uh, it's just spirits. I mean, you're just mixing spirits. They do get a little bit better as, you know, the, the ice melts. They get water a little bit more watered down. The, the intensity. Uh, is drawn back a bit as you numb your palate. <laughs> no, as as the as as they get watered down, they they do taste a little bit better. But I, I enjoy the intense flavor of it. Uh, <clears throat> it surprises me that that Jordan likes this, but he doesn't like peated scotch. That blows me away. That you could uh, enjoy. I think that's pretty obvious. One smoky, one is not. Yes, but it's <laughs> it's just the, just the intensity of the flavor, and it's. The the they're both super earthy, but you, you don't you don't drink any whiskey that's outside of the U.S. So I it, I think that that just kind of taints your your view on it a little bit. But that's okay. I think uh, I think I shots fired. One smoky, ah. one's not. Like literally, they're not the same. No, no, I'm, not suggest, <laughs> I'm not suggesting that they taste the same. I'm not suggesting that they taste the same. But it, it seems. But it, well, okay, I'll speak for myself. For for me to enjoy this cocktail and for me to enjoy anything that has Campari in it, it was kind of a learning curve. Like you get, it's an acquired taste, 
And it was the same way that I acquired my taste for peated scotch. So that's why I think of them uh, akin to each other. They don't taste the same at all. But uh, for me, the process of enjoying them was kind of the same path. I don't know if that makes any sense. But well, well, I would like to say because uh, we we saw our, our good friend Patrick Larkin um, commented that that Ooh. he's he's guessing that uh, earthy uh, pairings are going to be leading to thumbs down. I I'm not ready to jump to that conclusion uh, just yet. We're on the second of four episodes. We still have Zinfandel and rum to pair with. I think that was it last week. Everybody was thumbs up except for me. Oh yeah, what are you talking about Patrick? Um, the, uh, Just saying. Uh, but 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 it's interesting because I, I think by doing the uh, this new season with flavor components, it is already as we've seen in the first two episodes driving us to pair with things that we uh, never even really considered pairing with in the previous two seasons. Obviously, one being beer and 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 last time looking for a good pairing to go with a specific wrapper. Um, so, so I'm excited about this because uh, hopefully we're really going to find some uh, eye-opening things. I think again for matcha, uh, that that's one I I found very enjoyable. I would have probably never drank in my whole life had it not been for that. Um, this one, I don't know. I think uh, uh, the 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 judge, the jury's out on on whether I'll uh, I'll ever even make an effort to uh, have that learning curve to to enjoy Campari the same way you do, Rob. Um, but, uh, but I am looking forward to continuing on and, and seeing if we can find some really nice, uh, pairings to go with these earthy components in general. Um, but since we haven't said it yet, I'll go ahead and say, but this one's a thumb down for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll concur. Thumbs down for me as well. Um, I have some follow-up questions for, uh, the guys back in Colorado, but Randy last week, Man, you made a comment about how there's some folks who smoke cigars and don't want to think about the flavor. They say it tastes just like tobacco, and that's you know, and they're fine with that. And you salute them for taking life at face value and not challenging anything. And I want to say the exact same thing to you about Campari. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, I salute you at taking life at face value and not challenging anything. I accept your salute, <laughs> sir. <laughs> uh, Jordan, I'm curious. This is one of your favorite drinks, right? Love this drink. Not, like, like, like maybe your favorite cocktail. It's no, it's, it's not it's my an, favorite cocktail, but it's it's up there. It's up there. So, but you've paired this with cigars in the past. I can only assume. Um. I'm uh, not like intentionally. I, I can't think of a moment where I did that, but I'm sure it happened along the way. You actually in, introduced me to this cocktail a few did years really? ago at the IPCPR at a Mombacho party. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. And, and yeah, ever <laughs> since. Like, I, must have been, I must have been drunk because I don't remember that at all. That's like my was go-to. It, oh, was the like, party that was outside. Yeah. Yeah, you go to like a, you know any sort of bar that looks like they know what they're doing and you order one of these bad boys and it looks like you know what you're doing and then you get to test how well they actually know what they're doing and it's a simple cocktail to make it's you don't have to shake it it's it's there's no citrus so you just stir it um i mean you could shake it if you wanted to uh the only thing that that's going to do is introduce some air and kind of smooth it out and maybe um you're not going to taste these randy you might like it better if it were shaken actually did you shake yours? You stirred it. I stirred. 
Yeah. If you sh if you shook it, you might like it a little bit better. It would be. It might take the edge of it off a little bit. Um, I, I might put this in my Nutribullet then for a little while and see if it's <laughs> any better. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, I'll, I'll be by to, tomorrow to pick up that bottle of Campari <laughs> uh, my two rocks glasses. Um, no, you should keep those forever because I'll never stop bringing it up. But, uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, two thumbs down from us. Uh, Eric didn't really participate today, so I'm not going to ask him. I Wait a minute, wait a minute. I would say that this drink, when you first sip it, it's great. But then the the after the, the lingering bitter aftertaste is the killer, and that's also the item of flavor that takes away the most fun part of this cigar, which is sort of the fruity. Uh, very, it's a very subtle note, and so you you wouldn't get the fruity note with this drink, and so I would say this drink kills off the best part of this cigar, which is the fun. So this cigar is very earthy. Everybody that's said that on this show is 100% correct. Very earthy, very uh, minerally, that kind of stuff. But then there's this nice sort of subtle fruity note that makes the cigar super enjoyable. But the drink with the Campari and the bitterness, it kills off that note, and therefore I have to go thumbs down. It just ruins, it ruins my experience, Jordan. Um, okay. The cigar is the earthy component here. In my opinion, um, the drink is very floral. I don't, I don't consider floral earthy. They're, they're, they're two different things. Um, the drink is floral. The cigar is earthy. Uh, the flavor hook is the ripe cherry juiciness. Um, you get that in the cigar. You get that in the drink. You get that from the sweet vermouth in the drink. Um, I don't think that I, – a lot of people, I think, are, see bitterness as like an assault on their palate – um, but once you come to appreciate it, it's it's one of the the five uh, flavor components that your tongue can recognize. Uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't just say bitterness is bad. Bitterness can be a good thing. It adds complexity to the drink. The drink is one of the most complex cocktails I think there is. But them together, I think the intensity is what sets it off. I think the drink is too yeah. intense for the cigar, and so I have to give it a thumbs down as well. Yeah, I would uh, agree with about eighty-six percent of that. Um, the uh, as I think I'm, that's a good percentage because I was I was uh, kind of thinking this uh, right, yeah, right around I, the same thing. Like, I, I, want, I liked I a lot of what he said. I, I do I do take offense at the at the inference that we said bitterness is a bad thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not I, saying I wasn't yeah. saying you guys necessarily. There's you know a lot of you called us just out. from the comments. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, people are just instantly not liking the drink because it was bitter. Well, it's, if, it's, if bitterness it's, were it's that bad, bad, then uh, no one would drink IPAs. Right. I was about to say, I love bitter beverages. I drink 19 IPAs every day of my life. Um, it's the level of bitterness is True, right, way right. over the top intense. And the lasting, the lasting aftertaste of the bitterness, like this does That's not leave, this does not, this bitterness from this drink does not leave your palate for a solid 60 seconds, which is just way too long. I think which is, it can be great as it in its own. Like just, if you have the cocktail by itself, let it shine, let it do its thing developing on your palate for those 60 seconds with the cigar. It can't, it doesn't pair. Right. Yeah. That's And Eric, your point about how it lingers on the palate is, I think that, that uh, uh, references what Randy and I were saying about the viscosity of this. It does, it does kind of it's it's stick it's sticky almost the flavor is a bit Oops. yeah it, it sticks to your palate a bit 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with, uh, with anything that Eric said. Um, like I said, 14, everything of uh, 14% of what Jordan said. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, bitterness to me is, uh, is, is a big part of, uh, of what I'm about. I, I, I'm a bitter person and uh, I, uh, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy the bitter flavor and there is a bitterness from the cigar and you guys were, you guys are absolutely correct with I mean, my cocktail has been gone because it's very good and I crushed it, but, uh, I've been just sipping on topo and, and smoking the cigar and it's, it's, I'm getting a lot more, uh, flavor from this. I'm definitely getting that. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say banana, but it is, there is a bit of a dried fruit, uh, aspect to it. Um, <clears throat> the pepper has really become almost more of a red pepper. Now it's, it's picked up an in intensity significantly for me, uh, intensity and heat on the retrohale. Um, but it is, the cigar has become much more enjoyable in the last five or six minutes after I finished my cocktail than it was, uh, while, uh, while enjoying the cocktail. So, um, I enjoy both, uh, both sides. I, I, I feel like we could do a full season of trying to, to pair a cigar with a Negroni. I, I don't know. I'd be, uh, I'd be curious. Um, <clears throat> thanks Errol. Appreciate that. Um, Earl gave me a compliment on my hat. It's a new hat. <laughs> and it, you were it, waiting it, for that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I wasn't, but I just happened to see it. And, you uh, have the mind of a drunk baby. <laughs> oh, a comet. <laughs> no, of a dog. I'm a dog. Shiny uh, things. I, I like shiny things. Um, Randy, do you, do you know what we have coming up next week? I do. We are going to finish out uh, Earthy with the next two pairings are the HVC San Isidro with a Zinfandel. And then we'll wrap up earthy with the Placencia Alma del Fuego with rum. Uh, I noticed somebody forgot to do their Monday, so I, I feel like uh, I need to keep reiterating as many times as possible uh, what, what, the, what the upcoming Did you forget to do it? Are. Yeah, I think so. I told um, it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. You know, I, I think uh, HVC has been, um, you know, especially with the – you know, dojo community has become um, a more and more uh, regularly smoked brand. You know, a couple of years ago, I think we had it uh, slotted as the under the radar brand of the year for uh, Cigar Dojo. And today, you know, I, I feel like you, you, there's not a day that goes by that someone's not smoking an HVC uh, on Dojoverse. And I've never had the San Isidro. So I'm really excited about uh, trying that. Again, we had the Zinfandel uh, with the Sumatra wrapper. Uh, last season and that was phenomenal um, and so yeah looking forward to next week with the HVC San Isidro and a Zinfandel beautiful yeah that's one thing I'm, I'm excited about we haven't really got into what uh, the next portion of the season will be and uh, we'll announce that at some point uh, in the coming days yeah actually it's funny we were kind of channeling our inner uh, Jordan and inner Eric with these two pairings I didn't even really think of that Eric really is, is a big Zinfandel guy. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for next every week. Every day of the week. Every, yeah. every day of the week. I'm a Zin guy, man. I love my Zinfandels. Big, earthy, juicy uh, flavors. It really gives you everything that you want in wine. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Somebody just asked me which Zin I'm going to pick. Patrick. I don't know yet, uh, Patrick. I'm going to uh, – I want to get something good. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to – I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to shortchange this one. I'm going to get something something tasty for sure. You know, you go with the Snoop Dogg's in. 
No, that's that's like a red blend. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even. Snoop this. makes a zin. I'm in. It's not. It's not very good. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't now, do that. Now I have a question. It's from Since the 19 guys, crimes people. The 19 crimes. Uh, like the largest wine, the largest, the fastest growing wine label in in all of the country. Yeah. It's not that good. Crazy. Um, it's uh, can I can I go with a 100% Zinfandel Chardon or a, a Zinfandel Rosé? You can do anything you want, Robbie. Copy that. Even if we said no, you'd still do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. I don't think that's in the spirit of the I, I, thing, I, I, I will make a recommendation real quick, Robbie. I'll make a re- recommendation. If somebody wants to spend a little extra, maybe a little like double what you would normally spend, buy a bottle of Saldo. S-A-L-D-O. Absolutely I, a, phenomenal. I used I had that when did we do wine? Was that the Pete with Pete? Yeah, it might that have was. been, yeah. Yeah. Saldo was what I had. That's great. That, yeah, that's excellent. Very, you can find it at Costco, actually. That was I was, where, about, uh, I was about to say, now, now we have a sneak peek into uh, Eric's regular Zin budget. must be about $8 a bottle because I'm showing Saldo Zin for 20 bucks. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. That's a great price. I usually spend well, I, I spend 13 to $16. That's my, that's my yeah, range. That's a, that's a good range to be in. Yeah. yeah and, I don't know. And I, I take offense, Randy, when you say whatever you guys say, I'm going to do whatever I want. I am the one person who always has the pairing. You and will another just, one. You, oh, of course. <laughs> but but I always I always have the pairing. You will go with lime instead of lemon, or uh, topo chico instead of tonic, which are not even close to the same thing. Yeah, they both have bubbles. But that's it. <laughs> I think I got to give you credit. You're right. Uh, you are the one that keeps the pairings every uh, single true. freaking time. Yeah, so right. I don't want to hear this. You I, do no, I think I think Randy was more commenting on Rob's just uh, you know general attitude. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's fair. That I'll accept. But <laughs> all right, we've we've well, argued. Good, yeah. we've We've argued long enough. That's next week's going to be fun. Uh, San, San Isidro. San Isidro. And that's the other thing I was going to say. Of the cigars that we're smoking in this first portion of season three, I've only smoked the uh, Alma del Fuego, and I've only smoked that one. So this is all new stuff. I like the fact that we're we're going out of the box with some of the cocktails that we're having, um, and, and so we may get wildly different uh, uh, outcomes. I mean. You know, we might get some, you know, some enthusiastic thumbs up and some very enthusiastic thumbs down like we had today, which I think is a good thing. We can learn from that. Um, but I am uh, I'm excited to uh, to to delve into some of these brands that we, we haven't really haven't really featured uh, on previous shows. Uh, boys, what's going on for Smoke? Well, well, yeah. Well, before he yeah. answers that, I, I got to say, like, I did see a couple guys say, like, this show, you know, like was a, that, well, that was a waste. I, th- I think you learn more from the failures mm. than you do from the successes. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Jordan, and I agree with what Robbie said too. Like, it's if we if we pick, there's so many easy pairings to pick. Like, really, sure. like it, you can take any cigar and make an easy. Yeah, this is. But what we're trying to do is push the boundaries and find things that are maybe hidden gems or like, wow, that's amazing. And in doing so. When we get these enthusiastic thumbs down like we did tonight, like I agree that to me this was to me this is more helpful to me. Now I know going to a cigar bar, I know exactly that 
that I won't pick a certain type of drink with a certain type of cigar. Like that's more valuable to me than just oh, it's a uh, it's a bourbon and an undercrown and a Drew Estate undercrown Maduro. Uh, obviously, that's it's an easy it's an easy slam dunk. But we're looking for that tricky, you know, that's really pushing the limits. Absolutely, yeah. agreed. Agreed. I, and I think we could, you could even say from, and Eric, I know you weren't here last week, but I hope that uh, uh, you do give that cocktail a shot. We all went into last week. And even if we could even harken back to last season when we, I think we kicked off last season with the numero Chardonnay. uno and Chardonnay. Yep. And we were right, all just, right, going, right. yeah, we'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. And that ended up maybe being my favorite pairing. If at the very least it was the most surprising pairing of the season. Great point. Um, so that's uh, so we, you can learn a lot from the successes too. But um, that's I mean that's part of the fun of all of it. And I think that uh, if if I had to guess, uh, no one's putting a gun to my head, but I would guess that the next two pairings are will be thumbs up. I think the last pairing, the final pairing, uh, Alma del Fuego and rum, that's going to be a thumbs up. That's that's an easy pairing, I think. Nope. Um, but, uh, you know, getting into, um, uh, red wine a little bit, uh, next week is going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, tell us, uh, boys, what's going on smoke night live on Friday. So, uh, since the super bowl is Sunday, I hope you guys put your picks in. We have the big game contest going on. Oh, I shouldn't have said super bowl. The big game, uh, is a Sunday. And, um, so we're having a big contest. If you, uh, pick the, if you have the most correct guesses, we have all kinds of things. You like, who's going to score first, who's going to be leading in the, End of the first period. Who's going to win the coin toss? All of these sort of like prop bets, but they're all put into into one. And so go to the uh, cigardojo.com to get the link. Enter. Uh, there's going to be three winners, so that'll be fun. But in in because of that, Tampa Bay versus uh, the Chiefs in the big game. Uh, Danny Vasquez will be on the show. He's a huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan, so we thought we'd have him on the show. Talk a little bit about the big game. Plus, Danny just left Romacraft, going back to his own company. Uh, a few years ago, we had the Voyage, which was a, a really good cigar. <laughs> so we'll get an update on uh, on what's going on with Danny Vasquez in, and also talk some football. Very, very nice. Very nice. And by the way, in football, Eric, they're quarters, not periods. <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> I, I, my, my brain is on hockey. <laughs> that's that's you're right he's leading after the third sad. period yeah right wow. third period well <clears throat> who's gonna oh, win the first boy. opening face-off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's playing <laughs> who's playing in net i don't know how many major penalties will there be i don't know i mean you know we should we should do a hockey episode because i don't know squat about hockey my sure. sister and her husband and my niece, they're huge shark fans. They sharks fans, they love it. I and I I've gone to hockey games with them. They're hockey games, they're not hockey matches, right? Right. Hockey games. I've gone to the shark tank and season four. We do we're doing four episodes on hockey. We're doing four <laughs> episodes on football, baseball, basketball. Robbie, do you remember how much fun me and you had watching hockey together in North Carolina? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Whoa. Hockey. We were in the hotel room, um, hanging out, what? and we flipped on the game. And you were like, "I don't know anything about hockey." And by the end of the yeah. game, you were jumping up and down like a. I was. You're actually. You're right. I. I. I'm. I'm being facetious. I do remember that. And no, you, 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 you did don't. Teach, 
You're right. I don't. I don't remember at all. I think I'm asleep. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. We we anyway, did we, we did have a good time. We did. That was that was a fun. I trip. swear. I swear. When, we uh, when we're allowed to uh, travel like humans again, that'll be fun. Um, to hang out with Coop and hear all his wrestling stories. It was great. Uh, and those frogs. Holy crap! There were frogs in oh, the little yeah. creek behind our hotel. That I mean, I, out in California, Randy, you've never heard a frog. Like, <laughs> I hear cows every now and again, but I never hear frogs. These things were aggressive. It's, uh, it's anyway, it's a story for another time. But uh, on that note, we will be back next week. San Isidro. 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 And uh, Zinfandel, that's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll catch you guys next Wednesday. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, have a great week. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey. Randy, why do you have a beer? <laughs> <laughs>